Welcome back to Tacos Al Pastor, where we come for the tacos, stay for the conversation. This is episode four today. We're in our series uh, called Growing Together, a vision for TBC, for Trinity Baptist Church, where we're talking about the vision of Trinity Baptist Church. And this week, as with the last episode and the next two episodes, talking about the promises we make to each other as a church. Today, we'll be talking about our promise to grow in Christ-likeness together or to grow spiritually together. And our guests are Dr. Reverend Dr. Jacob Sinsonen, our worship pastor here at Trinity Baptist Church, and Andrea Shopper, a longtime member of Trinity Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. And let's get to the tacos. So our tacos today, I am told, are from Los Balitos, has seven locations in and around San Antonio. It looks like we have barbacoa, and per Dominic Giannis's suggestion two episodes ago, we have our big red today to go with barbacoa. We have barbacoa on the edges and chorizo and egg in the middle. And chorizo, I guess it's not just sausage, it's like spicy sausage. It looks like each of these are on flour. I'm gonna take barbacoa as it's become- Go ahead. What would you like? It doesn't matter. I'm gonna go with the chorizo, if that's all right. Get a little. Little milder sauce on here for the first one, anyways. A good shot for the camera. And this is the hotter sauce. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take a bite and see. That's good. Mm. That's good. That barbacoa, a little uh, juicier than the previous barbacoa we've had. And with Big Red. With Big Red. Cheers. Cheers. They already know my dislike of Big Red, but cheers. That's a lot of sugar. We're filming this at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's a straight sugar shot at 10 o'clock in the morning. Terrible. It's just just awful. Oh, man. Not the taco. No, not just the Big Red. The Big Red. Sorry to the makers of Big Red. Uh Uh-huh. It takes me back to baseball fields and Little League games, man. That is the taste of Mm. baseball fields for me. Next could be Frito's pie. Oh, Frito pie. In the bag. Oh, uh-huh. that's the way to do it. That's the only way to do it. There we go. Well, we are here today to talk about growing in Christ's likeness. We, we phrased that promise a couple different ways over the years, so I am told. It used to be more grow spiritually and now grow in Christ's likeness, which is the same thing. It just flows better with the rest of the promises. And it's this journey that we're on and the promise that we're on as a church together to help one another, to challenge ourselves, to look more like Jesus. So um, I'd be curious in your lives, as you look over your your journey of following Christ, how have you grown in Christ's likeness? What are some of the ways or stories that come to mind of how you've grown spiritually in your life? You want to start? Uh, sure. Probably, like, if it, if you mentioned stories, I I would venture to say... Maybe my, like long ago when my husband, when Daryl and I got married 37 years ago, we had a a journey of trying to get pregnant. It was a struggle and it was a long time. And I didn't feel, although I was in church, I was in this church and had people that were walking alongside me, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel God's presence that much because I was not just angry, but Mm -hmm. Then I looked back, if you just look like, what happened? Because we're closer to Christ during struggles, as we all have seen. And then I went on that mission trip about 10 years ago and lost my sight for a Mm. short period of time. 
But I felt his presence. A lot of time you can look back and see, yeah. oh, God was with me all the while. Yeah. But in this time, he was with me. I felt it during. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, hopefully, that's growth in me yeah. to feel him even in adversity during and yeah. not having to look back and go, oh, he was there with me. But to know he yeah. walking alongside Presently me. So, yeah. yeah. So his that, presence during some difficult journeys. You lost your sight on a mission trip. Yes. Wow. That's intense. In Africa. In mm-hmm. Africa. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a whole other podcast. podcast. <laughs> All right. File that one away. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Thank you. I, I think for me, there are two practices, um, stories to highlight. One, uh, you probably expect this from the worship guy at the table, um, but is, you know, the practice of singing the hymns mm-hmm. of the faith, the modern worship songs. It, it, to me, it doesn't matter what genre or what time period or whatever, yeah. if it's got a great melodic hook and, a, and lyrics worth singing, you know, I'll, I'll stick, I'll sing it all day. But that, that practice for me, I think it goes back to the life of Jesus, right? He, he's at the last supper with his disciples and before they depart, they sing a hymn together. And we know that Jesus would have sung the Psalms over the course yeah. of his life. And I think as you read the gospels and as you read the, the books that, that Paul wrote, the letters that Paul wrote, you just hear that language of the Psalms coming to the surface because they sang it so much mm-hmm. in their in their Jewish faith. So I think for me, that's that's the first one. And then the second goes back to 2013 for me. I spent eight weeks living on this tiny island off the west coast of Scotland, the island of Iona. And if you don't know about it, it's it's worth pausing the video and, and Googling a little bit about the rich history, Christian history of Iona and the modern Iona community and 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 you weren't exiled. You chose to. Go. No, yeah, I went on pilgrimage uh, to spend eight weeks there, and I was doing uh, morning and e- leading morning and evening prayer services, and in the middle of the day working, and then having Sabbath time. It was the first time in my life I really understood work-life balance and the importance of Sabbath. And maybe it's because I'm an Enneagram three and a high achiever and that Protestant work ethic sort of thing. And and uh, but I, I never understood. I just kept working and, and trying to achieve more until I eventually collapse. And mm. and I never understood what Sabbath really meant. And I look at the life of Jesus yeah. and I think, you know, Jesus would perform a miracle and then he goes off to be alone with him and his father. And and I think that's such a pattern. If we're going to grow in Christ-likeness, we have to imitate the practices of Christ, yeah. right? And and so for me, those two things really encompass this whole journey. Yeah. What age do you think hymns, I mean, hymns started speaking to you. That's too light of a question. But when it was maybe different for you than a typical church kid, when you started seeing vocation in singing? Uh, I mean, that that starts at a call of ministry at age 13. Yeah. You know, and I can tell you where it was and what song was yeah. playing and, you know, all of that. Um, but I even think earlier than that, I remember what song we were singing the mo- the morning I I went forward to join my home church and asked to be baptized, you know, and, wow. and, and, and so were you that was eight, nine. Wow. Uh, what song was it? I love to tell the story. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And she'll be my theme in glory to yeah. tell the old, old story of Jesus yeah. and his love. And, and so for me, those are so integrally tied to my, my yeah. faith. Right. Mm. That's really cool. I, I thought about my own question and I thought of, um, people and books, <laughs> which yeah. I thought, I don't know. I wanted a more spiritual answer. <laughs> but, I thought of people, you know, my parents and grandparents and a youth minister named Scott Lore that took me aside at about 15 and noticed some leadership traits and said, you know, that's a 
that's a responsibility. Whatever God does with your life, to pay attention to those that, and kind of talked about a spiritual sensitivity to that. Um, and then books, I think. In my head, I often have a dialogue going on with myself. And so I need some good dialogue partners. And so I think mm-hmm. prayer for me is often reading something, talking about it in my head. And it's not like the little angels on your shoulder. <laughs> but I think often there is a wiser person there in my head, in my heart, that is the Holy Spirit in that conversation as I read and do things. That as I look at various stages of life, there's either people or an incredible book that someone wrote on leadership or on prayer or on something that helped me grow at a whole different stage of my life. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's what I thought a lot about. What about in this stage of your journey? Y'all are at different stages of your life, um, in new stage of life, parenting for yeah. you. And um, what? How, how are you growing spiritually? How are you growing with Christ in this season? What practices or people or what does that look like? You can take that one. Oh, boy, it's hard. You know, that's... I think that, you know, my time is so managed right now in this season of life. And if I don't get things done early in the morning, they don't get, you know, like for, for me personally, my whether it's exercising or whether it's reading God's word or whatever, you know, that if I don't do it before the girls wake up, I, it probably doesn't get done. And then I get into the office and I do my best to carve out time to, to have um, a prayer time or a, a devotional time. And man, it's just so hard. The, the the to-do list is challenging. And so I think it's just being really intentional about those little wins <laughs> along the way and not beating myself up for the yeah. the moments where I, I fall short of that daily devotional practice. And I think the easiest thing, you know, in this season of life, going back to singing again, is is you know, singing hymns with my daughter as I'm trying to put her to yeah. sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a really sweet mm. time to yeah. um to to grow in my spiritual faith and and singing them like that in a simpler way and and not in a performative sort yeah. of way is really devotional you know mm-hmm. for me when brooks was a little bit older than junior i would take i have a note on my phone where i would write down his prayers every night and wow. i i go at the time it was just more silly and cute you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you're praying for spider man and now you're praying <laughs> right. for bizarre things and then every so often something really, really sweet or poignant. And I go back to that list. I love that. Once or twice a year and just read through it. And um, anyway, and it, it, that has been looking back on that time of craziness of young parenting, um, just really, really meaningful to look mm-hmm. back on. But yeah. Yeah. Andrew, what about you? Oh, I caught you right. <laughs> I am paranoid about the big red now spilling on this shirt. Like every time I, was like, oh, I feel like I spilled a little bit of that. But the barbacoa and big red, it's a good eye. For me, it's a winning combo. Winning combo. Tortillas, a little thin for my taste. They're good. Is that? I don't They're just a li- I like a little bit thicker ones. But, but man, Los Palitos, I'll, I'll go there. So how to grow? Yeah. How, yeah. How, in this season of life, how do you feel like you're growing spiritually? I don't have two little, yeah. mm. two little kids. My kids are grown and gone. And so it's just Daryl and I. But when you mentioned Sabbath or that taking that time away, mine is, um, is that, is, Mary and Martha's story has always been one that I struggled with because I wasn't on the good side of that story. <laughs> Not that there's a good or bad side, really, but I was um, always rushing and going and doing. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like I am uh, have the opportunity to be more like Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking time for myself because in that is growth mm-hmm. and just, just um, 
resting in him. Yeah. Because that's where he talks to you. Yeah. And I'm doing this book called The Artist Way. It's 30 years old. Yeah. Have you done it? I've, I've read por- por- portions of it. Yeah. Well, it has little things, you know, it has exercises. And one of them is to write three pages of a notebook, notebook pages every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> and then if you look at time-wise, like, how am I ever going to get that done? And it's turned into a prayer, really. And it, it I think it's kind of guided like that, but it's... Yeah. It's been really helpful for me to, because I, I pray and, and read scripture, but this is just time to yeah. just let all of that go. And yeah. like I said, yeah. it turns into a prayer and you're writing all kinds of stuff. Um, and then it tells you like not to go back and like read it really or mm. show it to anyone, but yeah. it's something I reflect on during the yeah. day. And it's caused me to, to just be um, one kinder to myself yeah. and giving myself the freedom to do yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which has been hard for me for yeah. ever. And that even yesterday's sermon, I struggled with it so much when we talked about um, growing in God's love, that so much of that really starts with nothing. Embracing the love of yeah. God, taking Sabbath, um, resting in God, that so we're fueled to do what God right. calls us to do, yes. Mm-hmm. But also just to enjoy being in God's presence. That's ultimately... Yeah. The only way we grow, right, is through the yeah. spirit. But um, but we also have things we <laughs> disciplines that help us in that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's really really helpful. You know, Andrew, you already shared a little bit of this as you look back on your journey of faith and how you have grown over the years for both of y'all, for all of us. Would you describe that as fairly consistently upward, for lack of a better phrase, consistently toward Christ? Would there be struggles in that? I mean, I think for most of us, we experience struggles, we experience plateaus, we experience seasons of dryness, right, or where we don't hear God's voice. How did you maybe persevere through that or encouragement you could give for those that today... Since I'm the oldest one at the table. (laughs) No, I I just said you you mentioned a struggle earlier, right? I wasn't... I'm just kidding. Um, You know, any thoughts on that in your life or encouragement for others? Yeah, mine has definitely not been upward. Up, down, around the corner, right. sliding into third base, or just right now where I am is probably the best hmm. that I've ever been. Yeah. Hmm. Just of the, I think sometimes the best gift you can have is a sense of peace, like a, and a peaceful heart. And I feel like that's where I am. That's where, and just in my family, my nuclear family, friends, the church. Yeah. Um, feels really good. I mean, it's fit. You know, I've been here since I was for 57 years, um, a long time. So, um, just relationally all, yeah, it's just a good place. And again, there's been, when we look back, we can all see those struggles and see where God's hand in has been in, in it. Yeah. But while I feel like now, as I mentioned in the other story, while I'm in a struggle, God's ever more present in it during it. I don't have to look back and and know that I know because of the faith of his promise of sin. Yeah. Yeah. He will do what he says he's going to do. And I was reading uh, a guy named Andrew Andy Root, who writes a lot on church and spirituality and some really good stuff. But he talks about in Growing in likeness, looking at Philippians 2, 5 through 11, which I brought my Bible in case I needed it, but that the the language of our growth or grow is, although not, mm-hmm. but, you know, that although... Christ was God, uh, but did not consider that equality to God as something to be exploited for himself. So, and so 
you know, we can say, although I don't know Christ like I would like, but, you know, I am growing at, we kind of have this, although we were something, but this is what we're experiencing now. Uh, so I can grow yeah. in the future. Um, I'm getting that wrong a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm going here to five through 11. I've got a, oh, I'm on the wrong page. Yeah, though he was in the form of God, did 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 not count equality with things to be grasped, but so yeah, the although not but that we're that, that has been really powerful for me is like the story of our faith as we yep. move forward. At every point, we may not be where we want, we may right. be struggling, but we can always say, although I'm not where I used to be. Uh, but God is doing something in me, no right. matter what here, there's always that story of movement of trajectory that is just, I think, very powerful for us to say, it's wonderful to say, I'm in kind of the best place yeah. I've and been. And giving yourself yeah. grace to, to, yeah. That, Amen. yeah, yeah, yeah. And an open-ended future too, right? That other struggles will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take a lot of comfort in lo- in reading. I'm, I'm an Old Testament guy. I, I enjoy reading the kind of narrative of Old Testament, and I look at all the screw-ups, right? Look at the char- <laughs> these characters who, you know, they were uh, and these individuals who were growing in their faith, and you read about that growth, and then you have this major step back, yeah. right? And we all recognize when we look at our own lives, I, I hope, in that sanctification yeah. process, we all recognize where we see those periods of growth, but also where we see the major setbacks yeah. in and setbacks in our own yeah. faith development, our own sanctification. And yeah, giving ourselves that grace because we know we can we've seen by the Christian witness that God has extended that to others. Right. So we can extend that to ourselves and to one another. And that is what a lot get wrong about the Bible or just a common assumption that it's full of heroes, right. and spiritual giants. And it's just Yes, there are some spiritual giants there, but every single one of them, other than Jesus, had major screw-ups in their life, you know? I mean, things that would make... For all have sinned and fallen short of the Lord. Yeah, and it's a story of very fallen people being used by God. That's that's where the grow in love, I love aspect of growth, it does put on this burden of we need to be growing, and sometimes, biblically, a much more common word than grow is abide, Mm-hmm. That sometimes we just hang in there, you know, abide just mm-hmm. means to remain in a lot of seasons in our life. We may be growing. We may be not. We may see the growth looking back on it, but about the best we can do is hang in there yeah. and mm-hmm. remain and abide with Christ. And even in the abiding there, there's something of growth in that, even though it doesn't feel like, you know, your spiritual muscles are necessarily getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, I think, yeah. Growth sometimes just looks like hanging in there with Jesus and refusing to give up, knowing Jesus refused to give, refuses to give up on us Absolutely. as well. How's Trinity Baptist Church been a part of your growth? Or how do you see Trinity Baptist Church fulfilling this promise to help one another grow in love? I think you're talking about this connecting it back to the abiding portion and the, the previous conversation where we struggle and have seasons of, of challenge in life. You know, my parents pass away in, in 2021 um, from COVID and within two weeks of one another and having a, a young child and Sarah and I both being on staff here in full-time ministry positions, we were just hanging on uh, by anything we could grasp hold of yeah. for a season there. And true to my true to my own self, I kept pushing and pushing and pushing to because there are all these problems to solve, right? 
and things that needed to to be handled and just kept pushing to the point of complete exhaustion. And I think about the community of faith that surrounded me in that season. And it's such a witness to the power of God and the power of community, the love of Christ in our, in our midst that, that people walked alongside me in that journey and weren't saying, Hey, you're not fulfilling X, Y, and Z commitments, right? We were counting the the number of days that you're taking off to handle these things, bereavement sorts of things. And, and it was such a gift to me and my family. And I, I know that only happens because of the love of Christ. If I was in some other yeah. position surrounded by, you know, um, bureaucracy and whatever, in, in a way that the church isn't, um, it would have been a very different situation for me, I feel. That's good. Yeah. Well, I mentioned the time, my time period I was here, but I think there's, we, we were out last night at this beautiful concert at the Botanical Gardens, and I saw a gal up front that I went to go, that used to go to church here. Mm-hmm. And Daryl and I went and said hi to her, and she just, you know, a big hug, and she said, are y'all, did y'all ever leave Trinity? I'm like, we never did. <laughs> and she's not the first person that has, has said that, and, and all throughout I mean, people leave and go to different churches, yeah. but what I've seen is that I see people coming back mm-hmm. and just relationships. There's different threads that go yeah. th- throughout, and that's just lovely, and it feels good. And I think one of the things when we filled out that um, prior to your coming, what is Trinity? Like, what's yeah. what's the best thing about Trinity? Yeah. List the top three things. It was that it's a welcoming and caring and loving place, yeah. and that's what it has always felt and yeah. been and i think that's why people um w- want to come back or they yeah. have just wonderful memories there they had to leave for different reasons but it's always been a special and treasured place for yeah um for people and it is for me mm-hmm. i think you know as i look back we're new to trinity and as pastor you get unique glimpses at at what a church does and who a church is but you're also not as involved in just like a regular small group, you know, or you're not a regular member because you're up front doing things. But in the churches we've been a part of, finding that small group, that Sunday school class, that group of people that you can't even measure exactly how that growth happens sometimes. And that's so much of a church. What When you add up everything we do, sometimes it's hard to see, but everything we do is somehow facilitating relationship, facilitating trust, facilitating opportunities to bless and love one another and Mm -hmm. it's really committing to the people it feels like where this is how the church does this we are that conduit through which god works so often Um, but sometimes kind of hard to like nail it down you're like this isn't we can have ministries we have things but it's the commitment to it and the being involved in it week after week year after year where all of a sudden you kind of look back and realize i belong and Mm -hmm. I'm further along this journey, and yeah. we're talking next week about community. I'm involved in this community. I'm finding ways to serve. You almost kind of ease your way into that through belonging to a people. Yeah. Um, well, friends, thank you all for being here. Um, thank you for sharing some of your story. Thank you for sharing tacos um, with us. Uh, I'm, this was the best of the barbacoa that we've had. It was a little more moist, and that, uh, that added a little bit. And it had onions in it, which is really, really good. Um, so we end with a little taco talk as well. Um, any final thoughts y'all would like to share just on an encouragement to others as they journey in this or thoughts on growing in Christ-likeness? I, I didn't say it earlier when you asked about seasons of life and trajectory. I, 
my wife, for those who don't know, is college pastor here, de- deals with working with with college and young adults, emerging adults. And and I just think back to that own season in my own growth, like that was such a season of depth. It was a time, and I know college students don't understand this, but they have more time now than they'll ever have again in their lives. And and you know, the the sense of community and friendship that I developed with those other students in that similar season of life, we went deep together in in worship and study and and just having fun and fellowship together and you know not sleeping and all of those things that come with that season of life and it being was dirt poor yeah, yeah being so poor right? um and uh eating all the tacos the church would give <laughs> us and and it was one of those things that it was that was just such a beautiful season yeah. of life and i think that's why we sarah and i both feel so committed to working with that yeah. specific population uh, because we were so blessed in that season but it is such a rich season of i mean it can be such yeah. a, a place of of growth it can also be a desert for for some yeah. people but I, I hope and pray that trinity baptist church specifically for college and young adults can be yeah. that and that's the fun of being an intergenerational church Absolutely. where you have every generation alive <laughs> represented in the church in our church and each generation or, or each life stage does bring its really unique challenges to your spiritual growth it's right. not like Everyone gets wiser and life gets easier right, the older right. you get. Maybe we gain some wisdom. Maybe sometimes we don't. Maybe we lose some. But as you age, as you change, as you retire, as your kids move out of the house, as you have grandkids, as you navigate singleness in differing stages of, of age and life, just those challenges and the the opportunities to learn from Jesus continue to grow right. as well. And that is the fun of being a part of an intergenerational community. You you know, this doesn't just get easier. Some things do, some things get harder, but it's also, there's new questions at every decade of life and stage of how do I follow Jesus in this stage and in this stage and continuing to mm-hmm. do that. But um, it's fun to yeah navigate those together as a church. Yeah, that yeah. journey, all the words, journey, yeah. process, season. Yeah. They're, yeah. They just keep going. Right? They're as you go words, right? Right. Uh, it's not really about the arrival. No. Well, the arrival will come right. one day for us all. Right. But uh, until then, it's how do we do this today with what God has given us today? Right. And that's a, a fun, it's not a, on the one hand, I think that could be depressing for people that you never just master it. Yeah. But it's an adventure. I mean, there's some yeah. winsomeness to it that we get to answer or ask and attempt to answer every day. How do we live well today? What does a good life look like today as I define that and or as Jesus defines that? And that's uh that's fun. Keeps you keeps you going. Yes, but, it does. Well, thank you all again for this conversation. Thank you for joining us for tacos. Um, thank you for tuning in and joining us this week. Um, like and subscribe below. Comment if you have questions about this, if you have suggestions for future tacos, for future conversations. We would love to see those in the comments. Thank you for joining us.